This is Jared Fishman, and you're listening to the 20-Sided Gamified Podcast. The past 20 years, I've blended games and education together in the classroom. I'm a history teacher, a game-based learning specialist, and I serve on the board of HMGS NextGen Inc. and the North American Simulations and Games Association. I'm looking to broaden my own knowledge of game-based learning by talking to the people that do it best. Pull up a chair, get your dice ready, and enjoy the ride. All right, 20-Sided Gamified Podcast fans, hello, this is Jared here, your host as usual. Um, welcome. This is a really, I'll use this word, this is a very important podcast to me. Not that, not to say that any of the other ones I've done so far um, haven't been as important, but really the interview that I'm about to conduct right now is near and dear to my heart because ultimately the whole reason that I wanted to start podcasting was really because of an organization called Nasaga. Um, which stands for the North American Simulations and Games Association. Um, this is an organization that I've been a part of for a few years now, and it's really fun. It's a really fun organization. And the whole purpose of this uh, podcast today is in a short amount of time to try to give listeners, so all my teachers out there, my gamers, just anybody who's listening, give you a sense of what this organization is and what better way to do it? Because obviously you're not here for me, <laughs> right? You're not here to listen to me. But you are hopefully, potentially, here to listen to two uh, individuals. So we've got Veronica Brown, who is the chair um, uh, of Nasaga at the moment. Um, and in terms of the conference organizer, and you're going to hear us talk a little bit about this a few times, every year Nasaga has a big conference. Um, this year it's going to be in St. Louis in October. I have the chair here who's kind of been along with the board kind of setting up and planning this whole, uh, I don't know, endeavor. We'll use that word. Uh, and his name is Jeremy Cadell. Um, so without further ado, hi, guys. Hi. Hello. It, uh, it's really awesome to have you guys here. Um, and I guess. Be here. Yeah, for sure, Veronica. Um, I guess maybe what we should do, let's let's go par for the course, maybe, so to speak, for the pod. Um, I think uh, for our viewers out there, maybe, Veronica, if you want to start, could you give um, our listeners, our viewers, a sense of who you are and how you might be connected to this thing that we haven't told everybody what it is yet? <laughs> okay. I, um, I'm Veronica Brown. I live in the Atlanta area. And right now I'm an instructional designer for Unity Technologies. In the past, I developed leadership training, including board game style practical exercises for the nuclear power industry. And when I was doing that full time is when I got involved in Nasaga. And love Nasaga, love the energy, love the people that I was getting to meet. So I joined the board and here I am today. Awesome. And what about you, Jeremy? Probably the first person I think I met at Nasaga a number of years ago, if my memory serves me right. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I was in grad school at the time for political science, and I just had a class with a professor that I found very inspiring in the way that he integrated games into learning, even in a grad school, uh, even a PhD level class. And so I, I was Googling online and saw 
came across Nasaga looking for games, teaching games, classroom, et cetera, uh, and saw that their conference that year was going to be in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, which is a too far a drive for me. So I immediately just signed up and went. And that was uh, been going ever since. Yeah. And again, while I'm going to really have you guys be the focus that I, I'll give you my quick Nasaga story. So really quickly, when I worked at Hackley, um, uh, my, was my previous job, my previous school um, compared with, you know, where I'm at right now, which is Brunswick. But at Hackley, um, we had an initiative for about a year of integrating uh, more games into the classroom. So myself and a really dear friend of mine, Mike Canarino, we were approached by our administrators who had found this this thing called Nasaga. And they said, you know, this kind of sounds like it would be completely right up your alley. And we really weren't sure what to make of it. We, we you know, sort of decided the last minute to go and kind of have never looked back. So definitely, again, you know, uh, very near to my heart. So so here's the the, the hard part of this podcast, people, is... Um, really trying to explain what Nasaga is. So I'm just, again, viewers can't see us looking at each other, but um, I don't know, Veronica, do you want to take a stab at explaining what Nasaga is as an organization? Sure. Nasaga's been around since the 1960s, I believe 1962. So it has uh, a lot of folks have come through the doors of the Nasaga organization over the years. And simulations and games is really what it's about, but those can take a lot of forms. So at our conference every year, we have a series of breakout sessions that run the gamut from junkyard games to very high-tech simulations of climate change scenarios to, uh, well, Jared, I'll never forget the session that you did in Chicago with Mike. You all came in late and it was just, you know, I think you just kind of came right in and, and started your your session. And you got us all involved in this Roman forum style debate that everyone just loved. So there's so many imaginative things that come out of every Nasaga. And it also tends to capture the, the zeitgeist. I think this year we're going to hear a, a lot about AI. In past years, we've heard a lot about global resources, climate change, things like that. Uh, in past years, back a little farther, it was you know, internet technologies, video games, that sort of thing. So on top of all that, there's also... The folks who get interested in this in their careers tend to be board gamers, maybe also video gamers, but board gamers. And we have epic game nights at our conferences that are so much fun. You really get to know people. You really bond. You have a great time at a Nasaga conference. And 
what really warmed my heart about our first live conference after the pandemic is that people who came for the first time said, ah, I get it now. I found my people. And people who were coming back said, yeah, this is this is Nasaga. This is what it is. It's that spirit is still here. Yeah, I think of everything you just said, Veronica, what always stands out to me is that, that very last line that you know you you used where it's the sense of almost like finding your people. So mm-hmm. for our listeners out there, I think that Veronica is very, very, very much on point here. It's almost as if you go into one of these conference halls and you've got however many people, whether it's 100 people or 30 people or 50 people, the number doesn't almost matter. But you've got people from all walks of life, whether we're talking about people that are educators or people that work in the corporate room or people who do almost like game-based training for, for folks. And you've got all of these different people from all different walks of life. But what brings everybody together is the idea that games can be useful, not just fun. They're fun, believe me, but they can also be wonderful tools um, for whatever it is that you do in your, whether it's personal life or professional life. Um, so, so Jeremy, I want to kind of loop you in here. Um, I know that you and I have had many conversations about, you know, why Nasaga matters so much. I know, you know, in a personal way for the two of us. Um, do you remember your first conference? Because I know you had intro a little bit with that. What was that experience like? Being a new person so, and not knowing anybody and just sort of walking in and rolling the dice, so to speak. Right. Like I said, I just, I kind of went on the spur of the moment and uh, arrived. And I believe Samantha Knight was working the table. Um, and I arrived and she gave me a name tag and I'm fairly introverted. And so I was very nervous. And as soon as I got a name tag, I just felt instantly like I was part of, of the group. People were talking to me and I was having these conversations and it was great. Um, and I'll never forget my first, the first morning, a man by the name of Bernie DeCoven was doing the, uh, a big session for everybody. And he uh, has passed away now. And lucky that I got to uh, learn from him while he was still with us. He did this, this exercise on games and play and just the concept of play. And to me, that's what Nasaga really shines at is bringing out the aspect of play in games. You know, I've, I've been to war games conferences and political science gaming conferences, and the emphasis might be on high levels of verisimilitude or, uh, you know, really technical theoretical ideas, but, um, at Nasaga, I always get this this aspect of play, and uh, and something that really shaped me was that that first session. Uh, he had us up and around the room, and we were doing all these active games and things, and it was fairly hot in there. There were a lot of us, and the temperature was rising. And like I said, I didn't plan very well for the the trip, so I had not uh, brought any deodorant with me, and I was starting to feel uncomfortable uh, around. <laughs> and it was at this point that Bernie said he he stopped, not specifically to me, but just in general, and made a point that hey. The thing about a game is you're not going to get the benefits of a game unless people have chosen to play the game. Um, and so if you don't feel like playing the game right now or you feel like you need to step out, you always have, you have permission to do that, you know, and then, and then you can join in when you feel comfortable. And having that permission was so powerful to me because I stepped out of the room and went down to the hotel store and whatnot, got some deodorant, applied it, came back feeling great and was able to participate in the games. 
But that's always stuck with me, that lesson of, of building a game in which everybody has come together voluntarily and you get the benefits of the game there rather than trying to structure some sort of system where everybody has to participate. Um, and to me, that's always been what stands out about Nasaka is, is that aspect of play and how you can really harness that energy of people voluntarily getting together to have fun and then use it for serious purpose. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's that camaraderie that, um, that I'm re- that's resonating with me that, that Jeremy's sort of describing. Um, so one thing that stands out to me um, about Jeremy's response is the idea that people really self-select to come to Nasaga conferences. You know, again, now I don't want to, uh, hopefully I don't offend any teachers out there, but look, as a teacher, and I've been doing this profession for a very long time, um, a lot of times, you know, when I've gone to PD conferences in the past, um, you know, again, topic kind of doesn't matter, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, institutions will force people to attend and you can almost sort of tell like that person wants to be here, but this person might not. I would say with Nasaga, there's an energy level at these conferences that, I don't know, for me personally, it makes me feel small because I, I tend to not be that energetic, you know? Um, but there, there's a real energy and vibrance in these, in these rooms. And we're going to talk about the rooms in a second, but, um, there's an energy and a vibrance in there where, you know, people that are attending these conferences really, really, really want to be there. So I can clear as day remember, um, you know, Jeremy, myself, Mike Canarino, my buddy Scott Petorti, who came with us and a whole bunch of other people like sitting and talking about literally what we're talking about right now, trying to define what Nasaga is in Montreal was like one o'clock in the morning. Everybody's sort of bleary eyed, but there is still sort of that energy there talking about why it is that games matter so much to all of us. So. Um, getting a little bit more particular for a moment, um, and maybe Veronica, maybe I'll put you on the spot here. It's, okay. it's an easy one though. I uh, know I promise okay. it's an easy one. Um, okay. So could we maybe, um, differentiate parts of the, of the program, uh, that somebody would be, uh, getting into if they go to a conference meeting, maybe talk a little bit about maybe the differences between the keynote and breakouts, you know, things along those lines. Okay, sure. Now, to be upfront, though, we have not finished accepting all of our proposals right now as we are recording this. So as far as what the actual content of the breakouts is going to be in St. Louis, we don't quite know yet. And maybe uh, Jeremy has had a peek at the proposals we've received so far, so he might be able to speak to any trends. But in general, like I was saying before, the topics can run the gamut from highly technical, highly specialized to very informal and fun. Some might be about leadership or personal development topics. Some might be about politics. Some might be about science, technical training, some might be for school-age kids, some might be for uh, adults in a professional setting. But what, um, as both of you were talking, it occurred to me that since that through line of everything is play, 
no matter what session you end up in, you can connect to it on that level. It's the play that's inherent in all of these things that makes learners excited and gets them engaged and kind of pulls them in. So, and we also, in our proposals for the breakout sessions, we especially look for sessions where there is interaction. No, no PowerPoints, no lectures. Every session is actually playing games, making games, doing something hands-on. So that's another thing that makes the breakout sessions special. And uh, and then we do also have keynotes and fun activities in whatever city we're visiting. And we have game nights. And I want to let Jeremy talk about the keynote because he's uh, I'm, I'm really excited about our keynote this year. I've been a fan for a while. Yeah, sure. Happy to talk about that. Um, so, yeah, a typical a typical schedule for the conference is, uh, first of all, the day before the main conference begins, we have a couple oh. of all-day pre-conferences. Oh, right. Which are a great opportunity, especially for first-time attendees, uh, to, to learn about Nasaga, but also to build some, some skills. We have a, uh, a game design certificate program uh, that Brian Reamer is running, uh, where you will learn how to design the theory and how, how to facilitate games. And then we have one uh, from a colleague, Chelsea Viteri, who is doing theater for change. And uh, she is uh, now working at a university that has, has come from uh, South America, where she was doing a lot of uh, education through theater, particularly for study abroad groups and things. There. And she has some really interesting, highly high energetic games and activities to share. So those, those are a great opportunity. And then when the, the conference itself on a typical day, we'll have one plenary session, which might have a keynote or another presentation, and then breakout rooms throughout the day. Um, we try to leave enough space between those breakout rooms. I think we've learned that having that space between the sessions so that people can talk, continue those conversations, those questions they had during the session and giving those space to breathe really brings out yeah. the strength of the conference, which is sort of that serendipity, right? That mm -hmm. you just met somebody and they just set an idea that sparks something and you can't let it go. So having a little time between the sessions to have those conversations is really helpful. And then in the evening, uh, we will have either an activity or a game night. Uh, we do have a gala at the end, uh, which is, is usually themed around some sort of gaming. Um, this year yet to be announced what our theme is going to be. But our keynote is announced, and our keynote speaker is going to be uh, Dr. Ian Bogust, who is currently at Washington University in St. Louis, uh, which is where the conference is being held, by the way, in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and he has a long history of both game design, game criticism, writing. He's a, a professor, a writer for The Atlantic. Uh, you probably know him from his famous, well, if you followed this this issue for any amount of time, his famous sort of presentation, Gamification is Bullshit, uh, which was <laughs> sort of a, a shot across the bow in the early days of gaming and education. Um, so he's a great critical thinker, a great speaker, and a great lover of games. Uh, and I think uh, his talks are always inspiring. So he'll be talking to us as well as participating throughout the, uh, the event. He was previously uh, been at a few Nisago conferences himself so uh coming back to us 
Yeah, very, very exciting stuff for sure. Um, I like to describe Nisaga Conference. I'll, I'll chime in. Um, they're almost like the opposite of most conferences that we're often subjected to, right? Where again, to me, like what I always get a kick out of is you know going to the going to the conference in which the the person that's presenting is telling me about how lectures are dead and how they're an awful way of learning while they're giving a lecture, right? Oh, Nisaga, yeah, it, it happens all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, yes, Veronica, you could feel my pain um, yes, having sat through those, yes. Um, but what's great about Nisaga, and I can, speak, I can speak from the eye perspective in this because I've been in this situation before where I'm running something and it's just like, when you sit down at one of these breakout sessions, um, it's like in a, in a very positive way, you're going 120 miles an hour. Like you're, you're, you're like in an F1 race or a NASCAR race and you're actually learning by doing, which can sometimes be a little bit scary for some people. But again, I'll, I'm going to connect with Jeremy, something that Jeremy said earlier. Look, I, and I'm willing to admit this. Um, you know, sometimes I can be a little too cool for the room. I'm not exactly introverted, but I do tend to be sometimes like a reticent person. But there's something about Nasaga, whether you're reticent or you kind of are feeling a little weird about how you're being perceived by others or whether you're introverted. There's something about Nasaga people um, that have a way of getting people out of that shell, and I'm speaking from the eye perspective, not only has it happened with me, but I've seen it for other folks. Um, there's just something very, very warm uh, and friendly, but also deeply fun and deeply intellectual about um, the different sessions that you're going to go in. And I'll say one more thing before maybe shifting gears just a little bit. Um, I've always found, and I'll be curious to see what Jeremy and Veronica would have to say about this. Um, I always find that even if I'm in a breakout session that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with my own profession, which is teaching, I could be in a breakout session about like the corporate world. Or I can remember a few years ago, um, one of the sessions basically being about the tests that are used by airlines to like find the the best types of employees and how to get the best out of them. I find that what's so amazing about Nasaga is being able to pull things out of sessions like that and then almost contorting them as you see fit for whatever it is that you might need something like that for. So now I I I don't want to speak for you, Jeremy, or for you, Veronica, but I'd be curious um what your experience has been, because I know that you both come from you know very different backgrounds than me in terms of your own jobs and such and such. I think that one of the reasons that people feel so welcome at Nasaga is that everyone wants to meet new people and everyone is genuinely interested in what everybody else does for a living because of what you just said, Jared, because there's always something you can learn about how games and simulations engage people, no matter what the application is. And I've met some fascinating people at Nasaga, teachers like like you all, people who do medical simulations or uh, run an esports program or teach philosophy with a board game. 
And everyone I meet at Nasaga is fascinating. What's your yeah, take, Jeremy? I, I think I think it's a real strength of Nasaga is that the diversity of our membership and our attendees um, across different professions, because I can go to a conference where it's a lot of, say, political science teachers or international relation teachers who are using games and, and pick up some tips there, definitely. Always learning. But the amount I can learn from someone who's coming at it from a totally different direction is so big for me. You know, I would, like I said, I would never have learned that, that concept of play at a regular conference that I was going to for my job, right? Um, that came from somebody who was doing something totally different in space. And I pick up those things from people working in HR, right? And, and different jobs, they have to emphasize different parts of the play experience that I'm not used to thinking about. And when I think about them, though, I realize, oh, yeah, that's probably just as, poor, as important as the part that I've been focused on. And I can really bring the game up quite a bit by focusing on this thing that I hadn't even looked at yet. Yeah, I mean, to me, um, I mean, you're really talking. Well, actually, no. Let me let me just. I'll I'll, I'll just say this as as I'm sort of hearing it. To me, like I'm hearing the idea of diversity. I'm hearing the idea that um, when you're in a room with people who are different than you and do different things, that's a great perspective uh, to get. And I've always said this. This is something I say to my students all the time. You know, when you're surrounded by people that are exactly like you or surrounded by people that just do what you do on a daily basis, you're not going to learn an enormous amount, which is so again, like for me speaking personally, getting a chance to go to Nasaga conferences and getting to meet people from really like all over the world um, and a real like wild, interesting group of people. Um, it's just always very refreshing to hear the other side of the story or the or really see the other side of the coin and to me, like it's really helped me as a thinker. And frankly, like, I don't know, I think it's maybe somewhat of a better person. I, I think, <laughs> you know, you know, keeping the professional stuff aside for a second. So, um, so here's another topic that I was thinking a little bit about uh, as I was reflecting on the saga today, knowing that I was going to do this podcast. Here's something I love about the saga. So, um, for all of our listeners out there, one of the really cool things about Nasaga is so we have the yearly conference, right? So this year it's going to be in St. Louis. So I'm totally going to put Jeremy on the spot here. Um, so every year it's in a different locale. So for me personally, I, you know, I've been to Montreal, I've been to Rochester, I've been to Chicago, and these were all places that I had never been before. Now, again, I feel lucky that. Um, my school will often send me to conferences like this so I can bring things back, right? Um, so I'm very lucky to be in that position. I'll use the word privileged, actually. I am. Um, but that aside, it's just so cool getting a chance to visit different places. And I do feel like the kinds of sessions that you get almost on some level reflect the places that we are. So I'm going to totally put Jeremy on the spot because I know St. Louis is... Uh, very close to my friend Jeremy Cadell. So, so Jeremy, how does it feel to have Nasaga literally be in your backyard this year? And I know it's a lot of work for you, being uh, you know chairing this conference. But what's that? What's that feel like? Um, what's it like to again, like really have it in your backyard? Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. Um, I'm a St. Louis transplant, and so uh, but St. Louis has a a really dynamic uh, gaming sort of community. 
Uh, there's a large conference called Geekway to the West. It's just a huge board game conference that happens every year. Um, I'm constantly running into people who are part of this gaming group or that gaming group around St. Louis, uh, as well as running into people both at the K through 12 and at the collegiate level who are using games and teaching. Uh, we have a, a number of colleges here. Um, but I think that the key is that there is so much opportunity in St. Louis that gets overlooked. Um, there's, there's diversity in St. Louis that gets overlooked. And our, our theme this year is, is space at the table, right? Making space for everybody at the table. Um, and we've tried to play up that theme throughout the conference. And so, for instance, uh, one of the things I'm excited about this year is bringing some folks in uh, from the role-playing game Coyote and Crow, which is a, uh, a role-playing game created entirely by uh, Native American creators and authors. And they have uh, created a, a role-playing game based on sort of a, a post-colonial future. Imagine if no one had ever come to uh, North America from Europe and things went as they were. And people don't realize that uh, Cahokia is right here in St. Louis. And this is one of the oldest sites in the United States and North America um, for a Native American uh, you know, site of archaeological interest. And, and in this game, Cahokia is actually the metropolis, sort of the central city uh, that sits there in this, this post-colonial future world. So it's, it's going to be very interesting. I know the storytellers who are coming in to help us with that, uh, they, they're very excited because they haven't been to see Cahokia yet. So they get to come to St. Louis and go see Cahokia, and that's going to be a great opportunity. So I'm really pleased to have that connection. Uh, but we also have so many connections across the, the city with uh, STEM programs, uh, with various groups of gamers, of improvers, of theater people, um, just creative people who all use play uh, throughout their day. And I'm really hoping that bringing the conference here is going to have just a long-term effect outside of Nasaga, but for St. Louis, to bring those people together to meet who may not have ever met or may not know about one another and try to generate that momentum locally so that we can continue to benefit uh, from those those conversations uh, between people who are using games in very different ways. Yeah, very cool. Um, and again, for people that might be, might be listening that um, have never heard of Nasaga before, um, just as like almost like a contrasting point, you know, the last conference that we had was in Montreal. And again, my point earlier was really the fact that being in Montreal was complete. Yes, you still had games. Yes, you still had the Nasaga conference. Yes, you still had great breakout sessions. But because we're in Montreal, a lot of the tone, the feel, we were doing things that were really sort of connected to the city. So for example, going into the old town, which if you've never been to Montreal and you've never been to the old town um, or the old city, you have to go. It is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's literally like going back in timing and go, going back in time and seeing what France may have looked like, uh, you know, in the 16 or 1700s. It was just so cool, like doing sort of a scavenger hunt in, you know, in the local area, getting to try different kinds of food. So again, um, that's what you're ultimately going to get at, at St. Louis. It's almost like getting a little bit or a lot of St. Louis in a bottle, and you're just sort of opening that bottle up. You're shaking the soda bottle up at the conference, mm -hmm. and you know, 
you know, getting getting that sort of explosion of carbonation, I guess you could say. Um, now, Veronica, I I might be wrong here, but I I don't think I am. Are you? You're one of the longer tenured people in the saga, right? Because I, I when was your first conference? Yeah, when I, was your first conference? My first conference was Baltimore in 2013. Ah, okay, definitely, yeah. Um, I, unfortunately, I've missed some in between, uh, but I've been to Baltimore and Reno and Chicago and the two online conferences and Montreal. So I have to ask you, Reno, what was that like? I have to ask you. You can get controversial, Veronica, if you'd like. Reno was, it was, I mean, it was still Masaga. And actually the gala at Reno was very cool. That was the year that escape rooms were starting to get big. So the, the whole gala was centered around an escape room. And, uh, and that, that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, there were some other sessions that had either escape rooms or other sorts of, um, like, what do you call the thing where it's like an escape room, except you're trying to get into a box instead of getting out of a room. Oh, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like there the were lots of box. things. Yeah, there, there were lots of things, uh, sessions like that at Reno. Uh, lots of great games being demonstrated in the sessions as far as reno the town goes we really didn't go out and do anything in reno <laughs> maybe that uh, was which, on purpose <laughs> yeah and which is unusual um in in baltimore we uh you know we went to the the harbor area we went to some great restaurants uh in chicago this wasn't an official visit but uh I got into a, a little group that went uh, a couple blocks down to the public library and saw the makerspace there and a lot oh, of cool. exhibits at the library. So what, and you know, and for Reno, we, I believe there was a stage show. Were you at Reno, Jeremy? I was at Reno and um, yeah, I was just, I was thinking about that. You know, I, I think Reno, given that the, most of the hotels in, in our hotel there uh, have a casino in it, they really try not to have you leave the building, right? They try to keep you <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, really. But what I found just like totally Nasaga about Reno was we're in this hotel and there's a, there's a huge casino. It's all gaming, right? There's all these games down there. I don't think anybody played a single game. No, no. We would go down and, and buy a bucket of beer from the casino and then take it upstairs to play board games <laughs> up in, in our room. And we, we had all the board games going on up there. So that was just totally Nasaga. Like you can't, you can't tell us how to play. We're, we're going to find our own way to play. <laughs> No, absolutely. That is exactly right. Well, they always say like no game ever survives a gamer, right? We're always tinkering. We're always sort of <laughs> doing things our own way for sure, you know? Um, yeah. So again, uh, you know, if you're listening, you can probably sort of hear the enthusiasm here. And and again, like I, I think um, we're actually going to slowly but surely wrap up here because we don't want to necessarily over talk or anything like that. What would actually be amazing. And I'm going to ask Jeremy and Veronica to talk a little bit about um, how to find the saga on the web. Like, we'll get to that. Um, we'll get to that in a moment. But really, like, 
in true gamer fashion. You know, we've given you some information, and we'll have to see what uh, you know the thousands upon thousands of uh, of listeners out there. Uh, we'll see what you can sort of do with it. Um, you know, there's lots of time before you know the the conference itself. But even just giving um, the saga a quick look up online, um, I, I think you'll find some really cool stuff. Um, so on that note, why don't we talk about that for a moment? Um, and I'm, I'm not sure um, which one of you guys wants to talk about this, but if somebody wanted to find a little bit, little bit of information about Nasaga online, or find out a little bit about conferences, or maybe conferences in the past, what would be the best course of action for them? So I don't know who wants to take that, Jeremy or or Veronica. I can I start off for... by just saying Nasaga.org okay. is our website. And uh, Jeremy and team have done a great job of putting together pages for the conference to explain everything that's going to happen. Excellent. Um, and Jeremy, I don't know if, they, if there was anything you wanted to add to that. Um, any uh, any little uh, tips you might have for somebody if they wanted to dig up a little info about, um, you know, whether it's like past um, conferences or future conferences. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that we have the past conferences on our website currently mm -hmm. um, because we recently moved the website over to a different platform. So we're still in the process of moving that. Um, but all of the current information is up there. Um, and you can find there how to register to attend, how to sponsor, how to propose a session, how to apply for a scholarship. Those will be open until uh, July 28th. If you'd like to do either of those, early bird pricing uh, is, is open until, I believe, August 4th. Um, the key, the way to save money here is a Nasaga membership, uh, which gives you access to all this, uh, as well as uh, past uh, issues of the Simulation and Gaming Journal and other things. It's only $30. And membership price is $100 cheaper. So if you want to save some money, you sign up for a membership and save yourself $70 there, as well as you can uh, have access then to the early bird and the student pricing. Uh, so to help make it more affordable. But if you, if you, if this sounds like something that you want to do and you're thinking, well, I just, I don't know how I would make it. Um, the scholarship application is up there and we want everybody to be able to join us regardless of financial situations. So get in touch and, and we'll find a way to try to help you out with that. Awesome, Jeremy. Thanks so much. Um, you know, for all that for all that information. So, here is how I sort of was uh, again. I was doing a lot of thinking about this organization today. Um, in terms of wrapping this podcast up, now to give Jeremy and Veronica a little bit of time to think about this, I already kind of know what I'm going to say because what I was about to ask these guys is if they have any sort of almost like endearing moments or, you know great memories from from a particular conference or just conferences in general that might um i don't know maybe give a warm and fuzzy feeling to you know people who are listening out there regarding the conference um or even just a great memory to be a little bit simpler for me um i think what stands out there's a couple things that really stand out i'll i'll give you one i'm going to ramble slightly but um i'll give you a breakout session that i really liked and also just um one of the like something that always brings me back to Nasaga. I'll start with that. What always brings me back to Nasaga, honestly, are the people. Um, and I and anybody who knows me, and again, my students, if if my students are listening, they know I say this all the time. 
anybody who knows me knows that when I say something like this, I mean it. Um, there's something very powerful um, about going to a conference and getting a chance to maybe see somebody once a year, you know, and maybe you talk to the person online or on the phone here and there, but just to be able to sit and play a game with somebody. And if you're a gamer out there, I'm sure you've had this experience before where you're sitting down and you're, I don't know, you're playing D&D. Maybe you're playing a miniatures game or a card game or a board game. And one second, you're talking about a silly mechanic. And then the next breath, you're talking about each other's families. You're asking how people are. There's something very moving. Um, and I'll put Jeremy on the spot. I will. But there's something great, for example, about getting to see Jeremy in person, you know, once a year. And we just sit for hours and BS and just talk about life and talk about games. There's something really powerful about that. And for me, that's a very big reason why. Um, even through the pandemic, um, I've loved coming to these conferences or getting to see people online even. Now, if we're talking professionally, um, I had this individual on the other day, Ray Kimball, um, and you probably listened to that podcast. So I'm repeating myself slightly. But in terms of a breakout session that I can remember was playing his um, Cuban Missile Crisis simulation, which was honestly one of the most wild simulations that I've ever played. Um Short version, because I know that you probably already listened to the Ray Kimball podcast, but, you know, sitting down um, with a group of, you know, I think it was something like 30 people. Everybody's got a different role. You're, you're representing somebody from the Cuban Missile Crisis. You're sitting at a table. You're siloed. You can't get up. Like, you only have the group of people that you're sitting with, yet you have to try to avert nuclear disaster from that little table. And you've got an app in front of you, which is giving you news in real time about what's happening during the crisis. And you have to basically send messages and notes uh, from one side of the room to the other. And it's one of those things where I just wish that everything in life could be this way, where you sit down and somebody says, this is what we're gonna do. And literally from the word go, you are just invested. And while I'm totally shouting Ray out here, um, I've had those experiences with many of the breakout sessions that I've been to. It just so happens that this is the one that's by far like the most fresh in my mind. Um, so that's kind of what brings me back. And that's what I think about when I think of Nasaga. Veronica, you're, you're up first. Is there a memory, is there something you want to share with our audience about something that really either just stuck out to you um, or really is something that's bringing you back every year? For me, one of the things that brings me back every year is game night. And I think we'll have more than one game night. Is that right, Jeremy? We'll have Definitely. more than we'll have more than one game night this year, which I'm very excited about. And it's not because I just go to Nasaga to play board games, but it's kind of like working with your colleagues and then going out to dinner. It's like you do something together, you get to know something about them that is really important to them. We're invested in something together. And then game night is like having a really great dinner together where not only are you playing together and you learn so much about people from how they play. And just uh, the camaraderie of game night after a productive day of 
learning about so many different ways that people use games and simulations. I, to me, game night brings it all together. You know what's really funny about that, Veronica? It's like, I can't think of anybody, anything else in life in which you're at a conference and you are, I'll use this word, you're doing work during the day. Like you're mm -hmm. absorbing all of this information and you're thinking about how can I sort of use this? And then you're doing this, you're using the same medium later right. that night just for fun, you know, with maybe a can of beer or a nice cocktail in front of you or for those, for those of you that love soda or lemonade or whatever the case may be. It just always strikes me that that, that happens. You know what That's I mean? Interesting. It's like at a dental conference, you don't do dentistry all day and then have fun doing <laughs> dentistry all night. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Now, Jeremy. Conference, it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, Jeremy, you've had a lot of time to think about this. So okay, are you I've ready? Got I, I'm ready. I'll, I'll tell you, I've got two, but one of them doesn't count because it's not actually at the conference. But it's one of the things that keeps me coming back to the conference year after year. And it's that while I'm at the conference, and as you say, I'm getting these ideas and I'm writing them down and I'm taking snapshots of board games and, and all these ideas. And I usually come back and, and then sort of decompress for a couple of weeks before I look at my notes. And it never fails that every year as I start looking through my notes, I just think back and think, well, just, wow, look at all, the, because you don't notice it while it's going on. You're having so much fun. And then I get back and I, and I look over it and I'm like, wow, I have so many great ideas here. So many innovations I brought back from this conference. Um, it's really, it is fun, but you are really getting a lot out of it, at least from my experience. Um, Sorry, I had to cough there. Um, a story from the conference. I think this this really um, encapsulates Nasaga for me. It was in Chicago, and we were just uh, sort of throwing out some quick games in, in plenary session. Everybody's in the room, and people are throwing out games. And so um, I did one that I've used often in class, and it's sort of a simulation of international relations and Hobbesian theory. And it basically involves playing rock, paper, scissors. And, and usually the way it goes in class, okay, everybody's going to play rock, paper, scissors. And if you win, you stay standing. If you lose, you sit down. Uh, and then the last one standing, we, we interrogate them. Why are you fighting everyone, right? Um, as I got up to start doing this and I explained the rules, one of our attendees, I believe it was from France, just jumps up with all this excitement and says, wait, I've got an idea. What about instead of sitting down, you have to join them in a conga line? <laughs> And I was just oh like, gosh. that is not, not at all what the game is. But I was like, okay, <laughs> go with it. I remember and that so, now. And by the yeah, end of hilarious. this game, you have all these people going around playing rock, paper, scissors with conga lines behind them. And it just totally changed the tenor of the game, uh, but made it so much fun that, in fact, I've incorporated that into my classes now. <laughs> Instead of sitting down, we do a conga line as, as we do this. So those type of exchanges, those ideas, those moments that just happen. Uh, that's, that's what really encapsulates the saga for me. I, I, I don't know if there's a better way to end this podcast than with that Congo line. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to thank the two of you all, uh, very much for, for being interested to do this. And thank you. Oh, no, no wow, problem. Thanks. This is a, this is a blast. Um, so for, uh, listeners out there, just a couple, a couple of quick things. So, you know, about www.nasaga.org. 
you can definitely find information ab about the conference. Um, you can definitely find some contact information. Um, on the 20-Sided Gamified podcast um, uh, page on Instagram, you could certainly reach out to me if, if you subscribe to the podcast, and then I can always forward your questions um, to Veronica uh, and to Jeremy. I'm also going to do my very best to get as many Nasaga people on um, along with all my regular guests over the next few months. And I'm going to try to put those pods out as quick as I can. That way, if you really are interested in learning more, there's no better way to learn about the organization than to find some of the most integral members. And Veronica and Jeremy, I say this with all sincerity, you are integral members, you know? So um, really, again, uh, I know you keep thanking me, but thank you guys for coming on. And for everybody out there, I'm going to sign off. Thank you so much. And I'll see you all later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's 20-sided Gamified podcast. I hope you got as much out of the conversation as I did. If you're interested in learning more about the organizations I work with, please visit www.nextgengaming.org and www.nasaga.org. My Instagram handle is HMGS underscore NextGen underscore Inc. Until next time, be well, get some gaming in, and roll some 20s. Thank you so much.